Welcome to Healing Hearts, empowering critical care providers. The information provided in this podcast is general in nature and is intended as a training tool for Children's Hospital and Medical Center personnel. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Complete information regarding the podcast, including its limitations on usage, is available under the episode description. Hello, everyone. We are back with another wellness episode. I'm Sarah Wheeler, the Corporate Wellness Coordinator, and today we have Leslie Turner as our guest speaker. And she's going to be talking about her position in weight and wellness and giving us some great tips and tricks. So welcome, Leslie. Thank you. And can you give us a little bit of your background and kind of what you do at Children's Hospital and Medical Center? Sure. I am Leslie Turner. I am the Program Coordinator in Weight and Wellness. And so my background is I have a master's in health promotion management with a bachelor's in education and human services. So, and I also do a little bit of health coaching on the side and have my group fitness certification. So all the wellness things, <laughs> but my role in weight and wellness really is just collaborating with um, children's physicians and then with children's specialty physicians and then also the new uh, children's community health and advocacy group, and really just working towards that common goal of, you know, outreach of childhood obesity and, you know, having that same common goal as far as creating that continuum of care for these kiddos in whatever capacity that is in the community or the clinic setting. So Obviously, you have all kinds of certifications and really good background and knowledge, but can you tell me a little bit about, you know, what kind of things are you guys seeing, what's going on with obesity in the U.S., and what does that really mean for us? Sure. So the latest data is really baffling, and I think COVID doesn't help uh, a lot of these numbers, but obesity rates are around 40% um, in adults right now, and then around 20% in kiddos. And so which is really interesting because back in, it's like 1975-ish, the childhood obesity rates were around 4%. um, And now they, like in 2016, they were at 18%. And they're just, as you see, they're at 20 now, which has increased even more. So we're seeing this upward trend here. And, you know, it does vary a little bit with different age groups, but as, I mean, it's, it's continuously increasing. And so a lot of times what's happening with this, especially with COVID or different other factors, kiddos and families are falling into these bad habits and then they just spiral and spiral and spiral and then we end up in a state of intervention. And so that's kind of where, you know, we come in and in weight and wellness, whether they would, you know, fall into our criteria for referral or whether that's just with their PCP needing that that care. I'm sure, too, the data shows that kids, if they are overweight or obese when they're young, they probably grow into adults and, you know, the problem probably increases or progresses. So say you, you know, maybe have an overweight kiddo or you are someone who is overweight yourself, what kind of advice do you usually give to people? So usually it's always, you have to find what works for you because whatever works for you may not work for your coworker or your sister or someone. And so finding something that works for you is key. Also consistency. So 
you know, whether that's you try, you're trying something new this week and, you know, whatever that may be, increasing vegetables or wanting to get more steps in or something along those lines. But then let's say you step on the scale and you don't see those improvements within those, you know, nine days that you decided to do this. <laughs> and so then you're, you know, you're frustrated and then you just give up. Well, it doesn't work that way when it comes to being healthier, you know, a healthier lifestyle, starting up and then stopping and starting back up because then it's just this, you know, roller coaster. But finding something that works for you and sticking to it and being consistent through that. And if something's not working, tweaking it to find it to work for you. Maybe getting in a 45 minute workout isn't something that's feasible in your life right now. So you get in a 20 minute workout and then try to increase your steps during the day to 10,000 steps a day or something. I think it's just really being consistent and finding what works for you is really how you can see success. So when you were talking about just kind of, you know, making sure that something is maintainable for a long time and not starting and stopping, that just really reminded me of what we see in diet culture Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. How do you think that plays into this whole situation and, you know, our increasing rates of obesity? Sure. So I think a lot of this, when it comes to childhood obesity and or adults that, you know, suffer from obesity, a lot of a lot of this is lack of education and not knowing where to start and not having the tools. And again, really, it's just lack of education. They don't know that they can ask their primary care provider for, you know, what do they need to do to be healthier or ask their, you know, pediatrician for different things or, you know, resources that they can use with their kiddos or how can they do X, Y, or Z. And so I think a lot of that is there's a lot of families that are in adults that have good intention to, to want to make those habits and those things stick, but a lot of times it may be unrealistic or not what's best for them and they haven't done their proper, you know, research or what have you. So then they fall into this roller coaster of ups and downs and then, you know, it's a vicious cycle really um, is what it boils down to. Yeah, for sure. And I could definitely see how, you know, maybe your own parents, if you're an adult, could influence, you know, what you grew up with and what you saw if your mom was a really big part of diet culture and then it kind of gets passed on to you and that's really all you know. Um, But as far as, you know, good resources, what kind of things do you recommend that people go check out or read to make sure that they have a good base of knowledge? Sure. So I always recommend whether or not it's an adult or kiddo, always talking to your primary care provider first. As far as research-based, they have at least a good foundation of where you should start. And if there are medical concerns or, you know, issues that need to be taken into account before finding you know, what works for someone that is always needs to be vetted through your, your doctor. But I always think too, leaning on your network is always a really good piece of advice because, you know, for me, it may be that I check in with my, you know, coworker every day or friend that of, you know, letting them know what I'm doing and getting their feedback of, oh yeah, well, I got, you know, this many steps today, or I took the stairs and and didn't feel winded. Okay, great. That's awesome. Like share that stuff out because you never know what that could do for somebody else as far as being their cheerleader just as much as, as it is for you. 
And also doing your own research, and I say this with a little caveat because we all know that people just go to Google and then find all the things and it may not always be the best, but at Dr. Jason Fung, I really like some of his resources and, and different outlook on some of the obesity. Um, it, it just takes you through all aspects of, you know, culturally and then environmentally and then how our bodies work and, and all of that. So really, I mean, it, it, talking with your doctor and then coming up with a plan and then doing little bits of research in between there and then share it out because, you know, it, like I said, it doesn't hurt to be somebody else's motivation because just as much as we need it, other people need it too. And I liked your examples of, you know, just going up the stairs and not feeling winded or getting a certain number of steps because I think it's important to highlight that it's not necessarily about the number on the scale, but it's about how you feel and, you know, your overall health and having the energy to really live the best version of your life you can and not having that limit you. And that's one piece that we like to say too is like the scale, a lot of people just get fixated on a number. And when you're making these healthier decisions, I mean, the number on the scale is a data point and that's where you should take that as. And so are you able to walk up the stairs without feeling winded? Are you able to run around in the yard and play a game of soccer without, you know, needing to sit down and take a break? You know, what are your lab results looking like? Because you're implementing more, you know, nutritious meals at home. You know, a lot of different pieces of that that have nothing to do with your weight, but it really is just overall health. So, yep, exactly. Say you're a parent and you're trying to make sure that you are putting your kid on the right path of health and well-being. Um, what kind of behaviors do you tell parents to encourage in their children and how do you establish those? Sure. So starting as early as possible, honestly, is the best way to create these habits at a young age. And I think an easy one is really having those easy access to some of those healthier choices. So whether that's food or whether that's you know, physical activity opportunities. So we're going to, you know, we're going to take a walk after dinner as a family together. What we do, right? And that's our routine. Or having fresh fruits and vegetables cut up and available. So after school, they're just there and they're ready. Nobody has to wash them. Nobody has to cut them up. It's there. Eating meals together as a family when it's, when you can and you're not in all the other extra activities, but when you can, that's great. And then a key piece that we always say is trying to make it fun because if you're having fun you're more likely going to do it right and especially when it comes to kiddos if you can make it fun and I mean like the simplest things cutting up their apples in a triangle instead of a normal <laughs> slice right or something different and fun and it doesn't have to be anything that costs you money and playing a friendly game of you know, soccer in the backyard. Like it can be the smallest little behaviors and steps to create those habits. And a lot of times it doesn't take anything extra. It just may take a little bit of creativity, but. Yeah, I love it. I feel like parenting is all about creativity. Yes. <laughs> is what I'm learning as I've, you know, become a new parent recently. Yes. So kind of bringing it back into the healthcare setting, um, we obviously work at a hospital and we have a cafeteria. So to all of the other healthcare workers out there, maybe what are some good options that you can get at a cafeteria that give you a lot of nutrients? Sure. So whenever you are picking a meal of any sort, having a protein, a carbohydrate, and fat, and a vegetable is typically always is 
go-to. We have a really great salad bar now. So, you know, getting a salad, extra veggies, grilled chicken, potentially could add avocado or, you know, nuts on top of that, and then a lower calorie dressing. That's an option. If you want something like pizza, we now have cauliflower crust. So that's an option to have. There's always a healthier alternative. So whether it's like, you know, I really want the tacos today. Okay, great. So get the tacos in, you know, within moderation. And then instead of the sour cream, get a plain Greek yogurt and use that as your sour cream or something. I'm, you get the sandwich. So try to get the wheat bread potentially. And instead of mayonnaise, do, you know, smashed avocado or guacamole or something on there or mustard or something along those lines. I think it's just those little tweaks like that you're like, oh, wow, I saved this many calories and I got more nutritious option from that. So another cauliflower rice instead of white rice. And I always say, if you always have in your head, you know, adding in an extra vegetable where you can is never a bad thing. Nobody ever said that you could have too many vegetables, I guess. So, you know, adding that in where you can too is always good. Yeah, I think that really just kind of brings it back to it's the small little choices that you make every day that really make the impact. Well, thank you so much for coming today and sharing your knowledge. We always end each of the wellness podcasts with the same question. What advice do you have to help the listener reach their fullest potential? That is a good question. Um, You know, I think really it stems down to consistency and whatever that may be, whether it's your healthy, you know, lifestyle goals, whether it's financial goals, you know, whatever it is, or career goals, whatever it is, I think being consistent with that in whatever capacity is is really how you reach that and see your success. What a great note to end on. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for sharing. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. For more information about Children's Hospital and Medical Center, visit childrensomaha.org. Thanks for listening to Healing Hearts, empowering critical care providers.